Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast, recorded on Thursday night in Las Vegas after the Washington Mystics took it right to the Aces on their home floor. And here to break it down is Sam Gordon of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Sam, tell, tell us why I went wrong. What happened there? Well, Ben, uh, do we have an hour and a half? We got about 20 minutes, right? Hopefully we can, hopefully we can cover it in that. But, uh, I mean, the Washington Mystics, in my opinion, um, exhibited their championship pedigree, their experience, their continuity. Uh, they do all the little things right. They pass, they cut, uh, they screen for each other, they, they play the game the right way, they share the ball, uh, they, they turn down good shots for great shots, and they have a go-to player that can make something out of nothing when Elena Deladon. Uh, I think that was all on display, and they were tremendous defensively. They were ready for what the Aces want to do. Uh, they shut down their perimeter players. They, they conceded uh, some, some difficult shots to Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage. We're fine living with their production, but they held uh, Las Vegas's starting perimeter players to 4 of 25 shooting, and that's not going to get it done. I think uh, Coach Lambeer, Coach Bill Lambeer talked about it after the game. He got the sense that Washington wanted to make a statement that they are the better team that did just go to the WNBA Finals and that the Aces haven't done anything yet, and all of that was true tonight. I mean, that's certainly what it looked like. It looked like a totally uh, – I mean, the talent is is comparable – but the, the execution, the professionalism, the, the way the team competed was, was so much different in favor of Washington tonight. So Washington played a lead for most of the game, and the big moment was in the third when they cut it to six, and they ended up end of the third quarter down 11. And Washington quickly in the fourth quarter, just like we're going to end the game. 7-0 turned into 12-2, and then the game was suddenly over. And, I mean, it... What I mean, what were you looking for when they? What I mean, it got obviously got asked. We asked. We're asking everybody after the game what what they they thought of the stretch when they got to six. Yeah. What did you make of that point in the game, or what did you kind of expect to see? Well, I thought I thought the Aces. I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of energy to make runs first and foremost, and that's across any game at any level uh, where you have to dig in and you in order to make a run, you have to. String together stops, which the Aces struggled to do. They did for a couple minutes, and they, they, like you said, they cut to six. But they, it almost seemed like they relaxed, like they felt Washington was gonna go away, I guess, or that they could just that they were back in the game, and that wasn't the case. And, and you know, like we like we talk about, Washington is a championship team. What do they do? They counter a run with they go 10 10-0, just like that. It's a sixteen point game, and if it wasn't for some incredible shot making and, and really. An, excellent sequence of offensive basketball by Asia Wilson where she was making some really tough contested jump shots, had a key three-point play at the end of the third quarter. Uh, I mean, this would have even been more of a blowout, more of a carnage. Uh, she was tremendous, and the rest of the team didn't really show up. But but runs and, and facing runs and being able to recover when you're attacked with a run is, is something in mental toughness. And, and that's something Lambeer's talked about all for, for two years now. This team has to develop mental toughness. They have to develop the intangible. They have to learn how to win. And I thought the Aces were, frankly, Ben, I thought the Aces, not necessarily turning a corner, but they exhibit some of that on Sunday in a, in a road win at Minnesota where they trail the whole game and come back. They didn't have the same fire tonight uh, at home. For whatever reason, it wasn't there, and they they, they relaxed. They, they, they trailed by six, they relaxed, and that's not going to cut it against a team like Washington with that kind of pedigree. Well, and I think the thing – thing with Washington is not to take anything away from a team like Minnesota but Minnesota's a team that's figuring it out and they're a little more limited yeah. and you can shut them down a little bit and Washington's just they're going to keep on chugging yeah. and in a sense like it was like oh this was Deladon's first dominant game 
and, and okay, like that's fine. But like Tebow's talked about it. I talked to them at their practice before this Friday game, and he mentioned that everyone seems to be doing something different to Elena, but she knows what to do and she knows what passes to make. And that I think that's kind of one of the things that like sets this apart. And Elena kind of had those moments, like I mean, the beginning of the game, hit a three in Asia's face, blocked her. Blew, blew, blew right by Liz, and you're just seeing these moments where, I, like, Washington, like Washington is like what Vegas wants to be, right? Because yeah. Washington's putting their best player in a position to either you know pick you apart if you double, or she's in a position to score and work from her like preferred spots on the court. Yeah, and she she was like you said she hasn't. I mean, she's off to a slow start for her statistically. But tonight, she put a stamp all over the game and reminded everybody that she's arguably the best player in the WNBA, right? At 6'4", 6'5", with a handle, with three-point range, uh, floaters. Like you said, she can pass, she can get to the rim, finish on both sides of the basket with either hand. She can get to the free throw line. Uh, she, She put her foot down and said, I'm the best player on the floor. And tonight, she was. And there's no disputing that. And... Uh, like you said, it, it kind of sucked the air out of the aces, I think, a little bit. Where in the first quarter, um, she made some really, really tough shots and just some incredible, you know, I'm the best player in the world kind of plays. And uh, that, when you have a player who can do that and then a team, a supporting cast, that knows how to play off that and knows where to be and how to cut and how to screen and pass and do all those things, that's when you have a, a team that can compete for a championship. And that's what the Mystics are. They're a championship contender. They have legitimate championship aspirations. And they play like a championship team tonight on both ends of the floor. I've said it before with Deladon, I this would be something maybe someone can, can count this up if they want to, but this is probably like a fun off-season thing. When she catches the ball, lane line extended on either side of the score court, I would bet she scores or gets fouled like 80% of the time on those touches. She, she is, is She's just so deadly from there because she can put it on the floor, but she catches there, and especially when she's a trailer, she's shooting that three, which you're terrified of, and then because she's so big, she goes two hard dribbles, and it's like it's the same thing every time. Two hard dribbles... And she takes those long, meandering strides, yeah. and then she pops straight up in the air, hangs, and like a twelve footer off the glass is just like it's like easy. It's for her. money. It's money. She she really is a complete offensive player, as complete of a player at her size as I think the game has ever seen. So when she's on tonight, and when her teammates are hitting shots, I mean, good luck, especially when you're the aces and your guards can't throw a rock into the ocean the way they could tonight. It, it, you mentioned the Asia shots. Not trying to diminish them, but like when Sanders and Deladon went out of the game, like she saw red, like because the the t- she had two in the end of the first quarter, right on Tiana Hawkins, yeah, just right like right over, just catch. I'm gonna shoot this over you. I don't care. And she had four. She had four of those shots at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, and like a couple on Hawkins, and then Heinz Allen was like, "Oh no, let me try it," and then she did the same thing to her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, the starting front court, Washington's starting front court, has length, and it definitely bothered. Um, Wilson, like, like you said, she, with a with a, a block, and it wasn't just a block; it was a demonstrative block, a kind of you can't swarm me kind of block that that she had in the first quarter there, and it just felt like it was her game. And, and her again, her teammates played spectacularly; they play well off each other. 
Um, I was so impressed then with the the ball movement. It, it just didn't feel like it stuck. It always felt like it was moving around, and that they were they they were operating with a purpose. Where to me, the Aces, and even when they're successful at times with the Aces, it, it feels like it, they can get a little stagnant, a little too dependent on their post players because that that combination they're so good. Um, I would have liked to see from from the Aces' perspective. I figure I feel like they would have liked to see more flow. Uh, we, we talked about dribble handoffs with Kalen McBride. That, that that was bread and butter last year. They didn't get a lot of that going tonight, or they haven't all, all to this point this season. Um, when they're not in transition, and the Aces were not in transition tonight because they weren't getting enough stops to do so, um, they can bog down a little bit and struggle in the half court. And that's what happened tonight. Washington was totally ready for what they wanted to do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read. Something that Bill Ambeer said after the game. I want to get your reaction to it. Yeah. I, th- I thought this was interesting, and, and kind of there's a lot of truth in this and a lot to think about as all of us watch the Aces moving forward. Uh, part of an answer, he said, They took our guards out of the game, and then we didn't go inside to our bigs. We had a distinct advantage on the inside. We kept jacking up bad shots. We have to learn what our strengths are and play to our strengths. We can't be about me at times. That's not who we are. And that will be to our detriment. Your thoughts? Um, he's, I mean, it's a candid quote, but he's not wrong. He, yeah. He's not wrong. Uh, there, there are stretches. I mean, Ben, we've been on all, all these home games so far, and, and even watching um, the road games from afar. There are stretches where Wilson or Cam Beige won't touch the ball, and it's fine if you want to run run action for your guards, which I'm all for. Um, I would like to see a little bit more creativity from the guards, maybe some pick and rolls and stuff like that. But I feel like those two players have to be part of the action. They have to be touching the ball. And there's times, there's times tonight where, where, where Cambage is out there and has deep post position and they just won't give it to her. Or they'll settle for a long contested pull-up too. Those are shots you don't need. Uh, I think we know by now, especially with the, the data advancement, that the best type of shots are um, layups and open three-pointers. And in theory, you have a team that is well-constructed to get those kind of looks on a regular basis. And they didn't get those kind of shots tonight at all. Not not regularly, not with the consistency you want in order to have the efficient outpouring of offense like you saw last week against the New York Liberty where they scored 100 points. You just didn't get that tonight. Well, I, th- I think the hard thing with Cambage is, you know, we're, we're going to keep hearing it, right? It's like she's working into it, she's figuring it out. And she's trying to get into the mix and learn all these new teammates. Well, it, it, it's the elephant in the room because this isn't, they're not setting her up yet, even to be the player. You know, like she played 32 minutes against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So it's like, call it working into it, whatever. Like she's playing starter minutes enough to impact the game. Like, it, in a sense, it feels like, okay, like, are we just going to wait until she scores 35 points in a game and then, like, say she's here? Because, I mean, it seems like everybody's kind of waiting on that. But I guess part of the problem is, like, not just not getting her the ball enough. Like, that, like, like we talk about, like, doing more stuff with the guards. Like, Liz is the one thing where they just throw it to her and there's going to be an advantage out of that. And she can get a good shot or get fouled. Uh, you're right. And, and, we know what kind of player she can be. I mean, we saw last year with the league record, the scoring single-game record with 50 – what was it, 53 points? Uh, she won the scoring title. I mean, you, you see – we know what kind of player she is, and you're right, but we haven't seen that. There's been stretches. There will be a stretch or two against the Liberty. She comes out and scores a couple buckets right away, and it's like, wow, why don't you do this every time? Or at least set up the threat of that every time so your guards can get open and you can get advantages elsewhere. But, but they haven't been doing that, and, and, and it's – 
I mean, like you said, she's playing the minutes. Um, I wonder at what point is is she going to be the fo- where, where you go out there and say, look, Liz, you take twenty shots tonight. Are we are we going to see that? Does she have to demand that? What's what is what is it going to take? I mean, this was a concern, not necessarily a concern, because I think the Aces long term are going to be fine. There's a lot of this regular season, in my opinion, is figuring out how to play together, figuring out how to maximize the efficiencies and things like that. But uh, there's a lot of players who need shots. You have a lot of scores. Uh, I mean, three All-Stars and Kelsey Plum, a former number one overall pick that is a 42, 43% three-point shooter. They need their shots, and it's it's tough. There are a lot of mouths to feed in this offense. So figuring out how to divvy up those shots and how in certain matchups and certain against certain game plans to maximize the talents of that group of players is key moving forward. And like you said, I mean, they just haven't figured that out yet or how to do it. And... I thought it was interesting both quarters in the first half they did put in Sugar Rogers with Plum and McBride and so I've I know I've read it plenty people want to say the Aces don't have three point shooting they don't shoot enough threes so so one like where are they going to come from they don't have a Diana Taurasi scoring kind of pick and roll guard yeah. or even a Courtney Vandersloot level distributing pick and roll guard so where are those shots going to come from they got a hammer inside and so there are some times where it still looks a little uncomfortable where they love to have their bigs occupy the elbows and play out of that, but then they don't really seem to progress yeah. in some possessions to whatever's next. You know, there's probably stuff we haven't seen yet that they yeah. want to get to. Yeah. But then there are also times where, like, it's all right, like Liz is on the block, and if they don't get it to her, then they're just kind of stuck. Like, they don't they don't just have that bailout option. So it's like, I, like they have, like, they have the people on the on the court to score for sure but in a sense it is it is a little just like it seems a little strange where they're not quite it's just like throw it into Liz on the block and like let's see what happens stand there yeah Yeah. they're just I don't have a problem playing playing through the post when you have that kind of advantage but they're there has to be some type of weak side action or some type of movement or something in case they run a double at Camp Beige or in case uh, there's good positional defense, which there will occasionally be against her, even though she, even though she's six eight and, and incredibly strong. Uh, there has to be something else besides just hope she gets a bucket. And like you said, maybe we haven't seen it yet. They're still figuring it out. And we got to credit Washington too. Who, again, I think they were ready. Um, they made a concerted effort to take away um, the Aces guards, and they and they succeeded in doing so. But it just it. I watched the game tonight, and I watched Washington's. You know, I keep going back to it. Their ball movement, their player movement, their screening, their cutting, and I did not see that from Las Vegas for long, long stretches of the game. And if you're not playing in transition like they weren't tonight, because they didn't get enough stops, you got to figure out how to manufacture points against good defensive teams in the half court. And it'll. I think it'll. I'm, I'm still not backing down. I think this team um, has championship potential. I think by the end of the year, they're going to be a lot, lot better. But it's all about the timeline. When when are we going to start to see, on a consistent basis, the team be able to string together uh, games and long stretches in games and reel off a few wins in a row where they look like an efficient, crisp team that knows um, exactly who they are. It might just it might be not be till the middle of the season. It might be till late in the season. I do think it will happen, but. If one thing is clear, it hasn't happened yet on a consistent basis. Well, and I, I wonder a, 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 another part of this that is impossible to measure, which makes it so much fun to try to talk about this, but Lambeer and Liz both kind of talked about it. Lambeer's quote was something to the effect of that Liz is kind of getting used to playing in a new body because of the weight she's dropped. Yeah. I wonder if that's a thing. I wonder if that. I wonder if she is experiencing 
like more trouble just backing people down and just and just exerting her physical dominance. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I remember watching her last year, especially in that game against Las Vegas at the end of the season where she goes like 43 and 14. But she was just, I mean, not only was she the tallest player on the floor, but she was so, so strong that she was powering through double teams. She was You just couldn't do anything with her. Uh, I think the weight loss is good for, I mean, probably had something to do with her Achilles and keeping some stress off that. And I think it's going to be good for her long term um, just because it's hard to carry that kind of weight. Uh, for a long period, you know, long periods of times, you see big guys uh, in the NBA who carry a lot of weight, who break down and get hurt all the time. And I think her losing that weight is very, very precautionary and a smart move that will benefit her as she continues to age throughout the rest of her career, whatever through whatever injury she deals with. But now, like he talked about, it's combining her strength that she still, I mean, she's still very, very strong, but combining that with some finesse, with some post moves, with some up and unders, with with counters, with different things like that. Um, she has the ability. I mean, she works on it all the time. Uh, we see at practices at the, at the end of practices, uh, Cam Beige is always one of the players who stays after and gets extra work. I mean, she's from what I've observed so far, um, and has worked specifically with Lambeer uh, on post moves and different ways to get her shot off. And, and he's talked about kind of. I mean, earlier in the season, he compared her to, to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with kind of her way with with the physical tools she has. She can she can get shots off from different angles. I wonder if it's just about trusting that. And kind of figuring out how to do that in games at game speed against against uh, real life defenses because she has the ability, she has the skill, she has the physical tools. Um, I think it's just going to take time. I really do. Uh, it's a long season. It's, we're still really really early, and you know I don't want to overreact to one game because Washington is a, a championship caliber team, but it'll take time. Uh, I just kind of wonder when when that time is going to be. Well, and I, I wasn't going into tonight's game. No, no possible outcome, and they got blown out. No possible outcome was really going to sway what I was going to see, especially because they play this team twice in nine days next month. Yeah. So it's they're going to have a chance to to show that progress. Yeah. Immediately, but this homestand, not just that it's a homestand, and you would think in theory that you're going to build some momentum, but Lambier's talked about learning how to win, consistently playing hard. The rattle off these teams they're about to play. They do have that road game in LA. Another team that's trying to figure stuff out. But Dallas coming in Saturday, Seattle, Indiana. These are all teams that know that that maybe have it a little more ingrained in them that they have to scrap, and they're kind of going to be in that heap at the bottom or lower half trying to get into the playoffs. So I, I mean, in a way, like this is really this is really put up or shut up. Like, are you going to beat some of these teams when you're at home? Or are they going to outwork you when they, I mean, frankly, like these teams don't have the same star talent. No, not at all. And, I mean, the season is so short. I mean, we're already almost 25% through the season. And every game is important, especially for a team like the Aces where a majority of the roster hasn't played in the postseason. They don't know what it's like to win. They, they just don't. They haven't because they haven't done it. You have to do it. You have to. I mean, they haven't even played in a lot of big regular season games. There weren't many meaningful regular season games for this team last year because of the way they started. So, yeah, uh, these are teams that they need to beat, especially at home. Uh, they, they did not have a good showing on their home floor. And you saw uh, a couple weeks ago against Connecticut, another experienced team that knows how to play together. They didn't have a good showing that game either. Uh, it's easy to blow out New York, especially after you fall fall to them on the road in a game that you're supposed to win. I mean, it's easy to come out and kind of front run against a team like that. 
but but beating uh, but taking care of business against the teams you're supposed to, and then competing at a high level against other upper echelon teams is something this team is still figuring it out. Uh, it, it, like I said, it's going to take some time. Um, you just you gotta you gotta wonder when, and like you said, it's time to assert yourself and kind of maybe you know stake your claim as one of the better teams in the WNBA coming up with some of these teams. Will they do it? I don't know. We'll have to see. They and speaking of Dallas, who they have next? I don't know. You got you expecting a a big camp big camp beige game or maybe a big revenge game from one of these players that got shipped out? Well, you figure if, if, if Cam Beige is going to go off, I mean, this would be the game to do it uh, against a former team, former organization in which she was very public about the bad blood that they had against one another. Uh, it's going to be at home. It's a team. It's personnel. She knows pretty well. Uh, what does she have? Wait, are they going to turn her loose? Are they going to force feed her the ball? Let her get to the line? Let her um, touch the ball every possession? Uh, we'll see. I, I would expect a better game from her and kind of for, for her to be more of a focal point than she was tonight, I'll tell you that. I mean, I know she had 14 points, but it just didn't seem like uh, she was really asserting herself the way that we know she can or that she was uh, in, empowered to assert herself. So uh, we'll see. But but Dallas is not very good. Um, they haven't – I mean, they've been terrible this year. This is a game that I feel like the Aces have to win because every game matters, uh, especially for a team like this that's still young and, and needs to learn how to uh, compete on a high level night in and night out. Well, I guess I shouldn't have said revenge game because, unfortunately, Mariah Jefferson still sitting out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Isabel Harrison's been out with a concussion. They listed her as tonight, so I would assume that means probably well, not a very good chance uh, we see her on Saturday. But silver lining, how about Dierka Kahambi? Two for two from made, three. Made a couple of threes for, first, for the first time got, this season. Got that first one to fall. Yeah. That was, that was something I was really interested in talking to her at practice kind of about just like getting that first one to fall and that's, well that's something yeah i mean it's not nothing i mean lambeers wanted her to, to shoot the three ball and when when you have with that second unit that at sometimes a start for scoring when, when she can make a three and when she's out there playing with the starters can loosen up the interior defense a little bit i mean that's a big deal so got to wonder you got to think that this is going to impact her confidence moving forward and and maybe uh allow the the rest of the players on the floor to I mean, less pressure, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that is something, though. You're right. Uh, she, she she can make those, and, and when she hits from the perimeter, it's a big deal. All right, we'll look forward to Saturday. They got Dallas coming to town, then Seattle, and then the big the big showdown with L.A., which will be fascinating because they're both, they're both trying so hard to figure everything out. But, Sam, you got anything in the works to tease that's on the way? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least for the Las Vegas locals, I got a, a feature I've been working on for a little while about the mascot. So uh, right. you come out to the game, you see Buckets, Buckets the Bunny. He, he's really, really interactive. And uh, the, the fans certainly seem to enjoy um, the way he interacts and kind of creates a culture here at game. So I'll have something coming on um, the mascot soon. And then, again, um, you know, Ben, you're at all the practices. I'll see you there. And, and we'll, we're going we're gonna to continue together to monitor this team. Um, the storylines on and off the floor as the season continues. We're going to get into the, the the teeth of the season coming up. We're a quarter of the way through the year, and um, it's about I mean it's about to get serious for the Aces. I mean time this time to find out who they are. Uh, I mean the, the Liz has played all. I mean she's she's part of this this team now. She's been in the lineup. Uh, they they it's time to start to see if they start figuring each other out. 
You're you're an on air you're an on camera talent now. Where can people watch these videos? For you? I, had, I had to wait. I had to wait for Sam to fil- to film a video. Hey, spot I'm, doing, to I'm doing the, the best I can, man. That's ReviewJournal.com. You can follow all my coverage. Also on Twitter, I'm at by Sam Gordon. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's that's where you can find me, and you can find all my work. So uh, it's been fun covering the team so far this season. It's been a little different than, than last year with some expectations and uh, where these games seem to matter a little more uh, than they did at this at this stretch last year. Uh, but excited to see what this team continues to become as, as everybody gets acclimated with one another. All righty, you heard him. Go follow Sam and all of his work. Sam, thanks for coming on tonight. Ben, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I'll see you around.